0: That's that's like the lesson is that we should just be recording
1: literally all the time. <laughs> I want, I vaunt to suck your cock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Can, who, who, who's can, that character? Can, what would you name him? Uh, I would name
1: him um, Sacula. <laughs> no, that's too dirty. You're a dirtbag. Oh, I'm not. I have updates on the Epstein painting. Guess how much it's sold for. I don't want to know. Mm, bitch. <laughs> what was it? Like sixty thousand dollars. So you were no, wrong.
2: No, the, the I saw that
1: it was thirteen hundred dollars. Oh. That's like way less. Yeah. <laughs> so Ghislaine Maxwell Gislaine Maxwell.
2: Wait, hello, welcome. Hello.
1: Welcome, welcome to <laughs> True I want
3: to suck <laughs> your car. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Come
1: here. Come here. Okay, all right. Um, I don't understand
0: it. Oh, welcome to True and This is us, I? Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to True and I.
0: Patreon. Do people jack off to ASMR? Yes, that's like a total thing. Like, hello. No,
1: Liz, don't do it. People are gonna oh, jack off when you do it.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, now those sickos have to jerk off to you. <laughs> yeah, all
1: right. That's you gotta you gotta bump up <laughs> to the thirty dollar a month no, if you're doing
0: say,
2: that. Say Liz, do it, and then. Secretly, you do it. You out, it's a oh, oh my yeah. God, that's so
0: good. We're going to, okay, All so right. I'm, we're going to tell them that I'm doing it, but it's yes. going to be you and ha ha, jokes on you, sicko. My IQ is six.
1: <laughs> that way they'll think it's really no! good.
0: <laughs> Hi, welcome, true and on, Patreon. Open what,
1: the door. What up, bitches? To mystery. To mystery. <laughs> um, so, hot story, hot story, hot story. Hot story. Uh, some old lady's eating some fucking In-N-Out burger.
0: Okay, so last time we recorded, we talked about Glaine supposedly showing up in Manchester by the sea.
1: Uh-huh. Turns out. That was Manchester by the lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, fake news media tricking us again. But is it? So it's-, it's- So, okay, so let's back up for a second. Brace. Dude. Dude. Um- So for those of you who don't know, because not everyone is fucking refreshing Twitter all day looking for Epstein news, shout out to those who are. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely not
1: myself. Big ups to the researchers.
0: (laughs) Um, A photo surfaced of Ghislaine Maxwell at the studio, was it Studio City, Universal City?
1: Uh, I believe you... uh, Those are different
0: places, Brace, you might not know. I I I think it's Universal City, which is even weirder, in... Polly Weird, Los Angeles, California, in and out photo of Ghislaine Maxwell, just chilling. Yeah,
1: just I'm just chilling, uh, <laughs> drinking human blood. It was Universal City. It was last Monday at Universal City. That is so fucking weird that she was there.
0: Um. Okay, so, so th- do we so think she was there? All right, so
1: there are a few theories on this that we can... So first of all, it Wait, could be so a for People walker.
0: who haven't seen the photo, look it up. She um, is literally sitting there at the out, like in an outdoor. In and out. In and out with like a cheeseburger, a shake, and a soda and fries. A freak meal. Real? I mean, fries suck shit. This is a hungry girl,
1: man. Yeah, I know. Um, well, it's, You know, it's in stress, a gray. Stress she's
0: like what in a gray
1: sweatshirt. Yeah, she looks great. No, it's like a, yeah, it's like I actually am super colorblind. So blue to me. Oh my but God. she's like in like one of those like every man is colorblind Blue by the way. sweatshirts that old women wear.
0: Yeah, it's a very like it's probably Lululemon. It's like it looks like Bed Bath and
1: Beyond made a towel into a sweatshirt. No,
0: she's rich. It's Lululemon. Okay. It's like fancy yoga wear.
1: Uh-huh. I I'm, I'm wearing that right now, Liz. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pretend yeah, it's Yeah, like braces I don't in know his
0: about. um spanks.
1: Yeah. Uh so she is eating and there's it's funny, there's actually two photos of her. There's one of her looking dead on at the camera, sort of like uh cupping her cheek in her, her hand. hand. Well, are not cupping, I guess, half cupping. Uh and then there's another That's photo. That's palm
0: to palm, Holy Palmer's kiss.
1: Uh, well, then there's the other one of her sort of looking sideways at a camera, and she looks like a fucking demon. Like in the first photo, she's clear skinned. Her eyes are staring straight at the camera. In the second one, it's like you know how you watch old videos of Barack Obama, and they're like, and the guy on YouTube's like, pause this frame right here. You can see him blink sideways like a reptile. Um, it's literally like that. Like, we caught a glimpse into, like, the nether world this that she one. lives in. Yeah, that one.
0: Okay, we'll put both up. Um, we'll link to both. Yeah, she It. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. her tits don't look great. I, I is that terrible? Should we not? Sorry, you can not say, say that? that.
1: You can say that. Sorry, uh,
0: ladies. Don't want to be a gender traitor, but like, woof. I think her tits look fantastic. <laughs> I'm you saying that to all not tits be sexist. Looks great.
1: Me? Yeah, because you don't see them enough. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an ears man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh,
0: she is. she's Hear this, In-N-Out Burger, and she is reading. What bag is this? Okay, sorry, guys. We're like. Just inspecting. This is, like, there's, like, some weird denim, like, sack on the table. And, look, just because I'm, like, um, turn on girl correspondent, I have to say, it's, like, it looks, I don't know what that is. Like, like an old Louis Vuitton denim line or something. It's quite unfortunate. I'm just going to
1: let Liz keep talking at this part.
0: And there's some, like, very, um... Sort of like Sophie Buhai esque sterling pieces on her hands. Guarantee you, none of the boys know what that means. So, the book
1: she was reading is called The Book of Honor The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA Operatives uh, by Ted Gupp. What? Gup? Unfortunate last name. <laughs> Ted Gupp. God.
0: Um, oh. And I feel like that oh, is no. like
1: You know how like sometimes the universe winks at you <laughs> I feel like this is a universe wink
0: Yeah this is like when the simulation is getting like too real She's probably looking for her dead fucking
1: dad's picture in the book Sorry not gonna be in it loser
0: Um. Okay so I have a real problem with all of this This is too on the nose mm-hmm. Yeah it's a little too pat right to be real Yeah so that's why Okay so I at first I was like this is shopped
1: this you is got a deep, shopped.
0: Yeah, I'm like, this is a deep fake. Yes. But someone pointed out that that there's a poster in the background.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Or like, I was like, oh, it's shopped. It could still be shopped, but maybe I don't know. Because they, you know, you can do a lot. Right. I mean, now I can but someone Photoshop. someone And then I was could. like, okay, this is just an old photo. Yeah. Or it um and then but someone pointed out that in the background is a poster for that movie um good boys which just came out
1: it's i think it's still about to come out i saw a preview for it the other night it's about like 11 year olds trying to get uh for lack of a better word some gunt
3: ew what
0: um also like no never mind i'm not gonna make a joke. they're trying to goop out (laughs) um no i don't yeah i'm getting i'm too like trad pilled for that shit it's that's you don't think 11 year olds should have sex I mean,
1: isn't that the lesson from all of this shit? I was about to say, Liz, that's literally the point of our podcast.
0: <laughs> I know we're gonna secretly trad pill the left. This is my mission. Yeah, I mean, Oops, I, wait, I, I shouldn't I, say
1: that out loud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back on that because trads unfortunately have a tendency to actually, definitely have sex with children. So mm. perhaps we should come up with another <laughs> word. for actually, it. Actually, I don't know what you're
0: talking about. Anyway, so I
1: sound um, like the Pope.
0: <laughs> I. Uh, so then I was like, okay, it's not an old photo. Fine, losers. And then I was like, this is just fucking staged. This yeah. is staged.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like, so this person who has spent literally the last three years not being photographed, not being seen, was last reported like a day before to be a recluse in a mansion in a city that has a fake name, uh, is suddenly now... <laughs> she was in, just
0: visiting Harry Potter. It's Exactly.
1: Is she going to visit Harry Potter to traffic Hermione... I can't remember Hermione's last name. I
0: went there once. You did? Yeah, I went to um, Universal... uh,
1: Studios? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) You can remember the studios part of
0: that. Well, it was like... um, It's kind of fun. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Because, hello, I'm not a fucking dork. Liz, you
1: literally have the book in your bag right now.
0: (laughs) I don't even know how many books there are. There's Um, one. Harry Potter. (laughs) Harry Potter and the Great... Pedophile mystery. Wait, does that exist? No. No. Oh. Um. Anyway, it was really fun. Actually, I, I support everyone going there. But I will say, as a big fan of Disneyland, it's not as good as Disneyland.
1: Um. Yeah. It's I. I've never. I've been to Disneyland when I was like five or something. Oh my something. god! You have
0: to go now. It's uh, so fun.
1: Yeah. I'm going to become one of those weird rockabilly people who go there every
0: weekend. When you get married, <laughs> I always find it kind of. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. What? Don't say it. I, I just think it's kind of depressing when people go there on like their honeymoon. You just said you wanted <laughs> me to do that. No, I know, but then I realized, oh, that's encouraging poor behavior. Um anyway, so sorry. Ghislaine
1: has been found what happened like if I saw Ghislaine eating in and out, I would fucking uh just immediately tackle her and arrest her. I it's- know,
0: there was no citizens arrest. This yeah. is okay, see, this is the depravity of man because good Honest people should have citizens arrested her immediately. And this this little guy, whoever he was, I'm assuming he's a man, just fucking snapped a couple photos and, you know, got paid off at Daily Mail. Yeah. And if these are real. If these are real. And it wasn't just Gillian's people behind the entire thing.
1: So, as had been said by the uh, Southern District of New York, there are other people that they're looking at to arrest. So, um... Employee one is someone based in New York uh, and was directed by Epstein, I'm reading here from from an article, to communicate with victims to arrange their visits to his New York City mansion, uh, the indictment says. This employee also sometimes asked the victim recruiters to bring a specific underage girl for Epstein. And there's also employee two and three who are assistants who worked for Epstein who were in charge of scheduling his, um, let's call them, dark romps.
0: Oof.
1: Uh so, there is no chance in fucking hell that Ghislaine is not one of these, most likely being employee one. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that she's just waltzing around eating a burger while I'm stuck here in a room talking to fucking Liz Franzak <clears throat> is a goddamn hey. tragedy. I'm kidding. No, I wouldn't. No, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is, it, is, it is wild to me. I mean, the police have to be following her, right?
0: Well, that's why I. I mean, it definitely feels, especially with this like CIA book. Mhm, right. It feels like very cat and mouse,
1: yeah, like they're yeah, like they're they're taunting. Like, she's been so coy,
0: even that pose I mean she is a flirt, let's not forget she's basically flirting with us. that's what I feel like,
1: I mean, yeah, I always when women look directly into the cameras and photos, I assume they're actually trying to get my eye contact.
0: I know it is like it does feel very. She has powerful feminine energy. Her eyes follow like you around the room. Like dark feminine energy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's the she's the black Madonna.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But like, not really, guys.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, nice Jewish girl. So, also another thing that hasn't come up and that I should mention is that uh, actually I did I did mention this last episode. She sucked off George Clooney. Oh,
0: Bruce. There's Sorry. You, there's nothing to talk about there. <laughs> but fun. <laughs> but fun fact. We. I did. T- I said that last episode. Yeah. So we're guys. We're doing something new this week. We've got an interview. Yes,
1: we are interviewing people who absolutely despise sportsmen.
0: <laughs> Definitely, every, and this is our our promise, the TruDon promise. All of the people that we interview, not pedophiles.
1: Absolutely not. In fact, as we've only interviewed a few people so far, those are mm-hmm. the only people in the world you can trust.
0: Yes, anyone who comes on TruDon. Guaranteed not a pedophile Vetted Unless them. we say We're interviewing a known pedophile yes. Which could happen And our
1: we're interview with Epstein did fall through So, yeah. well, <laughs> Due to extraneous circumstances Well
0: we're going to find him in Germany and interview him
1: So coming up we have an interview With Molly Lambert And Johnny Colman
0: <laughs> From No Olympics LA uh,
1: Open your ears Open your mind Open your hearts To this interview All right, and welcome to our interview for this week's episode. Uh, we have with us Molly and Johnny from No Olympics, and Molly does a podcast called Night Call. We are going to be talking about the incredible amount of depravity, Epstein connections, Wexner connections, and the fact that the Olympics are basically just a worldwide human trafficking scheme. Welcome to chewing on, guys. How you doing? Thank you so much for having us. Long-time
3: listener. Yeah, yeah long-time
2: three-week <laughs> listeners. Uh, been there since the beginning. Long-time first time. This is a true, uh, legit pleasure and honor to be on here.
0: We're so happy for you to be here, true, not anon. Yes, to be not anonymous.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of this, we might want to start a whole other spinoff just based on Olympic depravity, because however long we have, is going to be just enough to bum out your entire audience even more. That's
3: what we're here for.
2: Right. It's gross. Just in case you were running out of Epstein news
0: bites. (laughs) (laughs) Never running out. That's what's been so crazy about this whole thing is when we kind of started it, even before he died, RIP, everyone was like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. man, it seems like you're not going to have that much to talk about. And I was like, you have no idea. (laughs) We haven't even scratched the surface.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It feels like the web just keeps getting wider. New developments every day? I think this story might just be beginning.
1: <laughs> I think it's got some legs. Absolutely. Speaking of legs <laughs> and running, et cetera, the torch, you know, things of that nature, you guys don't like the Olympics.
2: We do not like the Olympics. Um, you know, a lot of our work was born out of a housing and homelessness committee um, of the DSA LA chapter and we're aligned with a lot of groups like the LA tenants union and LA can and people working on housing and homelessness and police issues of policing and how the Olympics makes those worse. Literally everywhere they go. We just came back from Tokyo where they're gearing up for the next summer Olympics there. They're using it as an excuse to greenwash the Fukushima disaster, Mm -hmm. fuck with all these homeless people and communities, destroy public housing and turn it into like market rate housing. Um, And they do that everywhere. But an undercurrent of that, which has never been the front of our, uh, you know, of our platform has been the exploitation and abuse that happens to the workers of all sorts, but particularly the athletes. You know, we have like a hundred different Jeffrey Epsteins within the Olympic. They're basically financial criminals and sexual criminals in the way that like Epstein is and the way the IOC and all these different dozens of um, shell groups underneath them kind of, Uh, avoid uh, accountability and um, the law in the same way that kind of...
3: Yeah, it's the same same thing where it's like people using money and the appearance of wealth and the appearance of like it's an institution. You can never take these things down because they're so old and important now Mm -hmm. uh, to sort of use that as a cover for doing all sorts of crimes and getting away with all kinds of things that civilians could never get away with. Uh, It's It's basically a traveling carnival of grift.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and the 101 of how the Olympics was started was by a French baron named Baron de Coubertin who was a literal spin-off of the World Fair and was like, how can we fleece more cities into building stupid shit they don't need? And he was a literal eugenicist and that's like the father of the Olympic kind of mythology. Uh, It's really disgusting. But one of the real reasons we reached out was to talk about this connection. Well, there's two connections. One I just found out at about. At least two. At least two, but you know, so we're very consciously um, organizing both against the IOC at large, which is the International Olympic Committee, which are the ghouls behind the Olympics, which includes Henry Kissinger. Ooh. Um,
0: I don't, I've never heard of really him. There. Don't know him. Yeah.
1: I call him the Dershowitz yeah. of Cambodia. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so he's, he's like, kind of um, an honorary member. These are some, of you know, like, 10% of them are European royalty with, like, Nazi gold. Just have, you know, all these, like, fucked up um, uh, royal families.
3: One of my favorite movies to have taken on this plotline is The Snowman. Jesus. Mr. Please, you gave me all the clues. The Snowman. Yes. <laughs> has a side plot about Winter Olympics grift involving J.K. Simmons as a corrupt, uh, Norwegian politician Oh, I gotta um, watch but this But that, like so many things we've talked about Turns out to be based in reality
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. it's, and yeah, so there's, there's all this fucked up history But there's, you know, we're fighting the IOC And working with people in different countries But we're also specifically fighting the LA Olympics We we have quote-unquote won the 2028 Olympics And our piece-of-shit mayor And this one businessman His friend, uh, Casey Wasserman Are the two main driving forces behind this and Casey Wasserman, I think you'll find fascinating um, because his whole lineage is, most people haven't heard of him. He is in that talented Mr. Epstein profile from Vanity Fair next to Chris Tucker and, and Bill Clinton. No.
3: He went on a flight to Africa with Bill Clinton, Chris Tucker, and Epstein. And
2: Spacey, I think.
3: And um, Spacey. And
0: as we know, nothing untoward happened on any of those flights. Yeah. You
1: mean the normal flights they did?
2: Normal flight. Yeah, a normal, normal eight, Yeah, those normal things um, that we all have done. And so Wasserman, before we get into his and Epstein's relationship, his whole background is wild. So his grandfather was a guy named Lou Wasserman, who was a big, big big-time Hollywood fixer agent for MCA at the time. And he was always rumored to be working with the mafia, um, the Chicago mafia, I think, specifically and he was the guy who everyone cites as being the guy who got Reagan into politics. Oh, no. I think he was one of his clients. Didn't he,
3: was, he also start one of the big agencies?
2: Yeah, MCA was where he was, like, the big... And and I, I don't follow the history, like, Hollywood history that well, but I do know that he was a, a true Hollywood original, like, first-generation scumbag. Um, his son, Jack Myers, um, who is was Casey Wasserman's father, was also uh, got disgraced for being... For, for money laundering essentially, and now Casey Wasserman is, you know, the face of the Olympics, even though he's like a half-billionaire, he's not like a full Money laundering
3: is a family business.
2: Right, and then, so here's the crazy part, too, so he has, his, he has his money spread all over L.A., most people don't know who he is, he's donated millions to the L.A. Police Foundation, you know, which is connected to the LAPD. Of course. He's, um, you know, he spent all this money at UCLA. And his big like vanity project, it's not so much a vanity project, because he also, his main thing is running a sports agency. Um, a lot of his clients are very high-profile athletes, and he has he all repp- the time.
3: Con- Megan Rapinoe. And, yeah, and all these other kind of big <laughs> oh, no. you know? Which is how she has, yeah, yeah. she has
0: such great politics, as we know.
3: No, I know, and I was trying to be like, Megan Rapinoe, disavow working with somebody who was on the Epstein plane. <laughs> like, nobody should be within nah, she doesn't right. 100 give a shit. feet of anybody who was on that plane.
2: So Casey Wasserman is at least some sort of buddies with Jeffrey Epstein. It's been documented for like at least they, a we decade. They at least went
3: on a trip together.
2: They know each other. And Those so are blood brothers then. That's like
3: a
0: blood relationship when you go on one of those trips. I mean, you don't go on the fucking pedophile plane to
1: Africa with Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton, and Jeffrey Epstein without being at least pretty good friends with the rest of those guys.
2: Yeah, or not, and just being aware, especially if you grew up in wealthy circles, like, yeah. like that, like, who who knows what, or, like, what people are known for, what their reputations are. Um, there's absolutely, yeah, no doubt that they know each other, and they're, like, well-documented for doing it. However, at the same time, TC Wasserman is also the front of LA 2028, and as of last year has Larry Nassar, who's... The, the, the person who abused all these gymnasts, right. Yeah, And he's going to jail and all this other stuff. Uh, 180 of the survivors of his, you know, horrible shit, uh, wrote our mayor and Casey Wasserman an open letter earlier this year, actually it was in December of last year, um, saying like, how dare you work with these Olympic institutions that have covered up people like Larry Nassar's actions for decades, um, and still pretend that you give a shit about athletes. Yes.
0: One of those no, things that was so crazy about the up. about the Nassar thing was just how much, um, you know, so much was paid attention to the schools. I mean, rightly so, and the athletic departments. But then, you know, pretty much everything stayed intact within the organization of the IOC itself. They didn't really, yeah. Nothing really went unchanged. I mean, nothing really changed. They didn't
3: really clean house. And I think people have been talking about it a lot this week because of Simone Biles gave like a really amazing statement about it um, right before she competed, just sort of criticizing USA Gymnastics and saying these people allowed this to happen. They allowed it to keep going on after everybody knew about it. And, you know, this is... These things aren't conspiracies, they're in place to protect people from getting punished for breaking the law, you know? Right. Yeah, it's
2: like we didn't, there there won't be any, like it seems like the gymnasts are getting very close to this idea, but still very few of them calling for like a full, the only way, like we, you know, we don't believe that you can reform little, or like big issues like this.
3: Well this specifically, like, I feel like it's just so blatant because Then people were posting this clip of Simone Biles doing this amazing, you know, routine where she, like, broke some record, did some incredible, like, you know, brain-breaking thing. Uh, And then it was like she had to do this for her literal abusers, you know? She had to compete. And I just was saying, like, when NBC makes this narrative about her, of like she's overcoming adversity. Like, this is adversity that was put on her by the IOC and USA Gymnastics and then covered up by them to keep the money machine going. And that's what all of these th- stories are about. The Epstein yeah. story is just one. Right. Yeah, and, it's just,
2: and, 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 and in the Olympic side too, it's like the, for, for very good reason, a lot of attention has been put on the gymnast story, but there's male gymnasts, there's hundreds yeah. of swimmers who have gotten abused. Yeah. And, um, um, there's even an, an equestrian scandal in LA. When we were fighting two years ago, our city council voted, You know, they rubber stamped the, this Olympic bid project, and, the, and the, the IOC trotted out all their their heavyweights, like Carl Lewis and Greg Louganis and Janet Evans. And then the fourth person that they had um, brought out was this guy named Paul Gonzalez, who won the gold medal for boxing in 1984. He's from the barrio. He's from East L.A. He's like a hometown hero. As we speak, Paul Gonzalez is waiting um, awaiting trial for abusing one of his students, you know, just down the street. Jesus Christ. Uh, and the press isn't covering it. There's basically no media in L.A. It's, it, it all feels so similar to what's happening with the Epstein stuff. But if that wasn't enough, um, we've also kind of found out that uh, friend of the show, Abigail Wexner, is a breeder <laughs> of Olympic horses with names like Vanilla and Amadora. And she does this with someone named Beezy Madden, who I haven't had a chance to really do a deep dive on. That sounds
3: but like the waspiest we- name I've ever heard in my life.
2: Beezy Madden?
3: We've got a lot of... Very intrepid
0: amateur gumshoes out there listening that are just dying to put their Twitter fingers to use. So, hopefully, one of our psycho (laughs) fans
1: can ruin this person's life.
3: Check out out Beezy.
0: Yeah. But um, one thing I really wanted to just like kind of focus on because I really, Molly, I really loved your piece in Deadspin and we'll link to it um, on the podcast page. It's called The Fight Against the Los Angeles Olympics Isn't Over Yet. And I think that. One thing that's been really dif- or I've been hearing from a lot of people either listeners of the podcast or not that's been really overwhelming is seeing all this information come to light about Epstein, seeing just like what feels like really blatantly the like you know the higher echelons of the ruling class just getting away with imp- impunity and there it feels like helpless like we can't do anything. And I think your piece really highlights like you know one thing we can do is stop organizations like the IOC from coming into communities like Los Angeles because what ends up happening when the Olympics are hosted in cities and the kind of um, you know just rampant exploitation of lower income communities and, and poor people and pushing out of entire neighborhoods that has been going on for decades and decades and decades is completely abhorrent and I think it's a like a really good instance of a way to kind of um, focus in on just something that people can kind of organize around that um, can make sense of a lot of this craziness.
3: Yeah I mean I think you know obviously things have been bad for a long time now and you know since uh since Trump got into the presidency, I feel like a lot of people are like feel so helpless because it feels like you can't do anything on the national level, and you know, like there's just the downer ending is inevitable. And I was totally depressed the day that Epstein died under whatever circumstances, Me because too. I was totally like, oh no, like did I become a Russia Gate person who was like, oh this is gonna fix it? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. No,
0: no, this then- is Russia Gate, but real. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. That's what's so crazy about it is I'm like, oh, Pizzagate had, like, a grain of truth in it. Yes. It was, like, telephone. Uh, More than a grain, a few pepperonis worth. (laughs) Yeah, like, there is a pedophile ring involving elite people that, you know, and it happens in Hollywood, too, where it's, like, people who are rich enough think they can get away with stuff that regular people can't because they can get away with it because everything runs on money, Mm-hmm. But I think everyone's having, like, like I keep calling it getting epilled. Yeah, that's yes. what it is, like, e-pilled. E-pilled. Yeah, you know, I was <laughs> like, not only does this, like, make people's eyes sort of, you have to have your eyes open to how all this stuff is connected now, uh, but also just the way that, like, young girls in particular are, like, exploited and how ne- necessary that is to capitalism. Like, that, to me, is just, like, the thing that really connects, like, just, young, you know, exploiting workers seems like the topic that's coming up in everything now. Right, so.
1: yeah. And there's a lot of that in the Olympics, too. I mean, there's, the, the human trafficking uh, is both sexual and then also physical labor, mm-hmm. especially people from, like, Central Asia. I mean, I guess depending on where the Olympics were, but, like, in Sochi in particular, there were, like, tens of thousands of laborers from Central Asia who were, uh, you know, Russia- Basically, helped the people, the companies that brought them there. Uh, they deported these workers before they could get paid and probably before they got their passports the returned.
3: The Olympics are fascist. I mean, I think that's yeah. the main point we want to get yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. So the Olympics have advertised this image that they unite the world and that they bring everyone together and everybody drops their arms to like join hands and sing. But it's like at a fascist rally, is where everybody is singing, you know?
2: Yeah, but your your audience may not know this, but um, like Joseph Goebbels and like Hitler are responsible for crafting like a majority of the modern iconography of the Olympics, from from the torch run to just how the opening ceremonies are presented. Yeah, and, and I always televised. bring I always Wait. bring
3: this up, but like the 19, the nineteen thirty six Olympics, which were yeah. the games that my grandmother, who was a German Jewish high jumper, was supposed to compete in, and then. She got kicked off the German team at the last second because they didn't want to have any Jews on the team. But they were sort of holding her to be like, do we need to have Jews on the team or will the world pull out? And the world did not pull out because they didn't give a fuck at that point because it was like a big money event. You know, there's all this stuff about how Coca-Cola couldn't sell Coke during the 1936 Olympics in Germany, so they invented Fanta. You know, a lot of people only care about the money and don't have any morals when it comes to money. And I just feel like that's what's coming up in everything.
2: Yeah. The same brands that were like, you know, you know, supplying butter materials or stuff for the Holocaust are the same ones. Those yes. are Olympic And I clusters,
3: always talk you know. about that, that like IBM built the Holocaust because it was like tech and that's obviously very much repeating itself. Yes. yes. And yeah,
0: definitely. So really <clears throat> Pal- Palantir. Really <clears> throat> throat>
3: Yeah, I want to recommend to everybody Natasha Tiku's cover story in Wired about Google, yeah. which is about how how Google tried to be the sort of the not evil tech company and how then they fell behind in the market and became evil. But, you know, people you, you have to take a stand on these things. You can't you can't say, "Oh, I like to watch the Olympics and I don't care that they exploit workers and abuse athletes." You know, you you can enjoy it. You can still watch it. And, and, okay, and let's be
2: honest, and my personal take is, is if you're American and you like watching the Olympics, there's, like, something wrong with you because absolutely. it's, like, the coverage of NBC is absolutely, it's a movie of the week. There's no actual, you can't actually like the sports. It's, like, a deficient entertainment I product. I think
3: also NBC is a so, you know, suspect now. They've been so much a part. I mean, I yeah. do think to a certain extent, too, like the way that the Epstein story ties into media so much into into, like, Jelaine's dad being this guy who was involved in newspaper wars, and the, you know, that it's all like Citizen Kane, it's right? Like, for sure. Totally. Who owns these big corporations?
2: Yeah, there's no, there's like three media companies now. There's like no accountability. Um, but I do think there is like, you know, it's like we're all like Epstein brained and like irony poisoned. But I like we mm-hmm. organize against these things. These, these are like information wars. I still think it's worth fighting for. Thing,
3: I don't think we're irony poisoned. Like on some <laughs> level, it did kind <laughs> of break <laughs> my brain to be like, Eyes Wide Shut is real. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes Wide Open. All these, like, and you, I know you want to talk about Crazy Days and Nights, but like, Crazy Days and Nights is a gossip blog that has been running Epstein Blind Items for so long. Yeah. Being like, there's a billion, there's a pedophile island for billionaires. (laughs) And it's. At a certain point, I was like, oh, no, it's just part of Pizza Gate," And then it started to come out that it was all true. Yeah. And then my brain broke forever. Wait,
0: before we get to that, because I do, I want to spend some time talking about Hollywood while we have you guys on the line, because there's so much to talk yeah. about with Hollywood.
3: Well, I, I keep saying I'm glad this is like an East Coast uh, scandal primarily because I feel like if it were Hollywood, everybody would just be like, oh, that's Hollywood for you. That's yeah. true.
0: That's such a good point. Um, actually, I do think that a lot of people kind of made those that excuse Kennedy. for Weinstein.
3: Yes. Yeah. The fact that this is like Kennedy's and like super high, you know, Clinton's and Trump's and Dershowitz, just like everyone that was ever in a newspaper in the 90s is involved in this story.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I was hoping that maybe you guys could talk just a little bit about – um, like what you're doing with no Olympics, and kind of what the project is to get the Olympics to, like basically to get the Olympics to not be in LA and cancel why? The Olympics, yeah. How are you going to cancel the Olympics? But also, like, what the kind of ramifications? Like I know that, you know, I, I feel like there was some coverage of what was kind of happening in Brazil after after the games there. And in
1: London where they demolished whole neighborhoods.
0: Yeah. And you just and you said you were just in Tokyo.
2: That that was like that was the moment that was like the moment where it all became, you know, it was the same year as Trump got elected, it was twenty sixteen, right? Um when it became naked to, apparent to everyone that the Olympics are bad. And so the problem is is that they're like, oh, we're doing safe sport because of Larry Nassar, and we're like, oh, we're not building white elephants anymore like they did in Rio or whatever, when that was never really the yeah, problem. Like, they have kind of evolved to like make it about um, now they're going to be privately funded, like the L.A. one that has all these, um, you know, we already have the stadiums. This is a no-build Olympics. Well, people are getting displaced nine years out near the Coliseum to make room for a hotel shortage crisis. LA has sixty thousand unhoused people right now. We're the most unaffordable city in America and uninhabitable. So what we what we've basically done, I think, in the two and a half years since we started, is discredited um, the bid, uh, discredited the mayor, the main people behind it. We haven't done a job, a good job, I think, of or an effective job of discrediting Casey Wasserman because, unfortunately, people still mostly just don't know who he is. But you know, like we, we're right now, we're working on a, on a on a campaign called Homes Not Hotels, which is basically all these. Um, hotel speculations is happening. it's happening in Inglewood and around all these other areas where where stadiums are being built and which will be leveraged for the Olympics. So we're doing a lot of canvassing, um, a lot of like kind of basically tenant organizing. Um, we've been doing a lot of media and um, you know stuff like we're doing right now. And I think in a very slow burn kind of way, getting the the word around. Last year we spent all of twenty eighteen doing our own polling and surveys because the media did zero of that, which is
3: oh,
1: common wow.
2: kind of in a lot of places. It's
1: it's hard doing surveys on your own, too.
3: Yeah. We also, it's like yeah. we really only have one publication left in Los Angeles, and they seem right. to be in the pocket of the Olympics. Right. right. The LA
2: Times' owner is uh, a business partner, is Patrick Chun- Chun- Chun, uh is a billionaire who's who uh, has financial interest with the IOC. They're their media partners. Um, Jesus Christ. So we don't really... Yeah, yeah, and we've been, we've been, you know, power mapping and researching all this stuff. We've been doing actions. The IOC is going to be in town in a few weeks, so that's exciting. We just helped host this big, first ever transnational summit of people in um, from Paris because they have the twenty twenty four bid. Uh, Korea because they just hosted the Pyeongchang Olympics, and they're maybe on the table for the twenty thirty two North and South Korea like unification peace games. What? Um, in twenty
1: thirty two?
2: Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're. they're the IOC is getting desperate because no one else wants the games. The only reason L.A. has them is because they were afraid no one else was going to bid for 2028, so they did this stupid thing, which they've never done, awarding two cities at once, 2024, which is Paris in 2028. All these other cities that have had a referenda uh, in the past four or five years, like overlapping with Sochi and Rio and people kind of getting the idea that this is bad. I think that the referendum rate is like about 90-something percent. Oh, wow. Like in favor of canceling the Olympics. So they're, they're actually historically unpopular right now. There isn't a lot of momentum and and a lot of like, obviously the business people who will profit off these media and real estate contracts, which is a couple thousand people. They're super behind it in LA, but really most people either don't know or have just heard we have it and assume it's a done deal. And it's been really inspiring to talk to folks, you know, in Queens who last year around this time, there was the whole HQ two for Amazon Yeah, and, um, they were awarded quote unquote this, you know, one of the the headquarters and it took them a couple months of just doing some hardcore coalition work and, and door knocking and all and and community outreach. And they kicked out Amazon. So unfortunately they haven't fully toppled Amazon yet, obviously, but um, they, they, they were at least showing that you can like kind of all these quote done deals are usually just contracts between two parties where the, where there was no democratic input. LA didn't have a vote. There was no public polling. So, Obviously, a referendum is one idea that's on the table. It's very difficult, and LA is super fucked up um, as as far as how undemocratic it is. We basically have 15 council members for 4 million people and five supervisors on the county level for. That's
1: like, such uh, a joke. Wait, that's it's like, such a that's like joke. like 5 million people. Barely more than San Francisco. It's like two more than San Francisco, or three.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like so. It's really hard to get. There was a there was a really close election where the, one of the Republican. Uh, districts almost got flipped yesterday to a progressive, but um, unfortunately she lost by a little bit. But uh, it's really hard. It takes a lot of money she, and, and, and city council and the mayor and super lockstep during this last like 20 years of like gentrification and stuff. So this whole political generation that unanimously brought in the Olympics um, is behind the Olympics, obviously. Right. and l a has a lot of problems, so we're working with a lot of other groups to like kind of change the material conditions you know I mentioned the l a tenants union um and other people that are kind of trying to build power outside of just electoral politics locally because in some ways they are so fraught
3: yeah, and I think just getting people to realize that like these mega corporations are not your friend, these big companies yeah. are never gonna help people in cities actually
2: yeah it's like but, but and I think most people underlying like are aware of that one thing that I've noticed like anecdotally is like most people regardless, or like once we can talk to them, engage with them on any level, they're like, oh yeah, we get it. Yeah, But it's finding that actionable thing, but being like, but they're so defeated because of a lifetime of like Epstein and Chinatown, you know, uh, Noah Cross is getting away with it, that they're just so resigned and the the city is so physically sprawled out and undemocratic and there is this giant, you know, liberal culture is obviously like the dominant. Yeah,
3: and I think that's what this is really like a, like a tipping point for, too, is for people to be like, oh, these people really are all just partying together on private jets behind closed doors, like Sex jets. their politics are all are all you know, even if they are politically supposedly unaligned, like they're all shaking hands and being friends and going to the private No, because they actually the are aligned
0: place. They are aligned where it matters That's like what we were saying when, when Epstein died Yeah, is they have that solidarity like- Exactly, it's like very clear where their where their um, loyalties lie, and it's not between Democrats and Republicans because you know when it comes down to like, you know when rubber
3: meets the road, like none of that shit
0: matters. Yeah,
3: yeah, and like I think the women who helped Epstein are obviously super interesting because they're all people who are just like, well, I'm gonna like help be part of the evil empire, and that means I'll get to be in it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to know where they all are.
0: Well, um, that is actually an interesting segue to Hollywood because <laughs> Tinseltown, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> a lot of ladies up in there. Um, that's yeah, funny because I. About yeah, I, I. Elaine. I, oh my gosh. Well, I tweeted at you earlier because I was like, we have got to talk about Crazy Days and Nights because I don't think a lot yeah. of people really know about that website or maybe they're starting to hear about it, but it's been around for like. Maybe 20
2: years,
3: I want to say. Yeah, I feel like everybody I know reads it, but maybe that doesn't transfer over into most people actually knowing that. Is this Nikki
2: Think Shit or what is it? No,
3: it's, it's, it's not unrelated. It's blind items. Right. So it's somebody who claims they're an entertainment lawyer. Enti. Enti um, lawyer, yeah. Enti, the entertainment lawyer. People thought that they were Robert Downey Jr. for a long time. Yes. But it's clearly somebody who grew up around rich people in the entertainment business in the 80s and 90s, and so they know all these secrets, and they know a lot of people. And some of the blind items, including the ones about Epstein, were like so detailed that they seemed like... Implausible, but why is it so incredibly detailed? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the Epstein stuff started to come out, people started posting the anti-blind items, being like, "Oh my god, this was all true."
1: Yeah, he's like Nosferatu. Oh wait, well, no, Nostradamus. Yeah, not well, <laughs> no. maybe both actually. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then there's another guy who goes by who goes by him with several M's in it. Yes, who posted this like three part blind item, and that was where the story started to sort of like zoom out and turn out to be about Mossad.
0: Yes. And
3: the relationships between countries and Israel and that that's like, like Epstein's just the fall guy for this thing that really nobody can find out about, which is like everybody secretly collaborating with Israel.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. There's a lot, and <laughs> there's a lot in there. The thing is, it's not
1: just Israel. Yeah. <laughs> That's like yes, they no. are.
0: But the thing,
3: the thing about Robert Maxwell, like I didn't know anything about Robert Maxwell. He's obviously like, a, you know, literally Bond villains are based on him. is yeah. What I found out. But there's also this thing that I think is so weird. Uh, people like him and Roman Polanski, who also has been coming up a lot lately. Uh, people who, like, escaped the Holocaust and then were like, I'm going to become the evil person from now on.
0: It's will to power, man.
3: Yeah, people who are like, the world is evil. I have to be, like, in charge of the evil now, not, like, the world is evil. No one should ever have to, like, deal with the world being evil, you know?
1: I mean, there's also parallels with Israel there, too.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I mean it's just the whole thing is breaking my brain and like a lot of it because especially the stuff about like the difference between Zionism and anti-Semitism I'm like some of this stuff feels like just too nuanced for Twitter especially <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, yeah I would
0: say that's probably too
3: nuanced I'm for Jewish Twitter. so
1: I can say whatever I want but agreed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: One of my favorite things with the NT stuff is that, like, so all of the Epstein blind items, and the website, by the way, is called uh, Crazy Days and Nights. I think it's .net. But, um, so it's not just the, like, Epstein pedophile island stuff, but they're always, or he's always talking about these, like, yacht parties in the Emirates. Yeah. And well, that stuff it, is also true. It's also true. I, I know it's totally true. I've had, like, confirmation by my sources in Hollywood. But um, it's so yeah. funny because it's, like, any 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 one of our listeners who's, like, a super hot lady, because only super hot ladies listen to this podcast. Hey,
3: okay.
0: You know, on Instagram, you'll see, like, all these models. And it'll be, like, why are, like, ten models with, like, all these models on these yacht parties in the, you know, in the Emirates, and they're all getting paid to go there.
3: There was a plot line on Vanderpump Rules where they accuse somebody of being a yacht girl. Oh, my God, yes.
1: The, and that's real life. One of the most delicious things I have discovered during this saga <laughs> is uh, you're familiar with uh, Dan Bilzerian, right?
2: Oh,
3: God. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I, I used to hang out with him, so it's, like, it's kind of weird <laughs> that I'm saying this. But Dan Bilzerian, for those who don't know, Uh, is the son of, like, a crooked moron, probably 100% with mob ties, uh, Armenian, um, and is basically, like, a he sort of styles himself as a high-stakes poker player. There have been a lot of uh, assertions that him losing such vast amounts of money and him winning such vast amounts of money is basically him doing money laundering for other people. But his whole thing is he's this Instagram guy where he has all these, you know, he's a huge following on Instagram where he's with different models all the time, slapping their asses, going to Bali with them. And, like, he'll be with, like, 40 models at a time. And I don't think a lot of people stop to think, and, like, these models aren't just, like, hanging out with him because they like him. Right. Like, these aren't his 200 girlfriends.
0: I mean, I think one of the, like, what, like, one of the really interesting takeaways is... And this ties back in, you know, with both the Hollywood thing and the Olympics thing like you're talking about is while these kind of organizations and these kind of, you know, uh, you know, hierarchies of power and decision making are completely totally unseen to like the common person. We have absolutely no idea how any of these deals get done, how any of these like power moves and contracts get get chosen and all those things. But at the same time, I think what's so, you know, breaks your brain is that it also seems like so much of this, like, completely horrific shit is happening completely out wide in the open. Yeah. Like, ev- like and yeah. everyone just knows about
3: it. Well, they clearly love getting away with it. It seems like that's what becomes the thrill when you can buy anything. They all get obsessed with, like, breaking the law and getting away with it. Because that becomes, like, the new thrill or whatever people that can have anything.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it shows just how I think it's also, you know, that these, like you were saying, that these systems are built like precisely on these types of arrangements. And so... It, it does happen in plain sight and so many people just go along with it, whether it's in Hollywood or whether it's, you know, people just being like, what do you mean? This is just how Epstein's parties are and no one's saying anything when it's a bunch of 14 or 15 year olds running around, you know, because it's just how things are done and it's how, um, and every, you know, you have to go along with it if you're going to be a part of these kind of organizations of power. And,
1: and the other thing too is like, is, is that, you know, you might get, like, a guy like Weinstein taken out. Um, but there's just a, there, there, a, a... There's a million Weinsteins out there. They're all Weinsteins. And so, like, it's... it's it's You're able to, like, you know, sort of do this... Oh, we you know, Hollywood did this real deep soul-searching and we looked at ourselves and the way we conduct ourselves and things are different. Look, Harvey Weinstein went to sex rehab for 10 days. Um,
0: well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that really pissed me off about the Weinstein thing is it's just, you know... I'm not gonna cry any tears over Harvey Weinstein getting completely uh, like axed from Hollywood or ever like good riddance. Like, who cares? Soggy mass of you know toxic waste or whatever. But it it's not changing any of the systems, and it doesn't matter if you replace him with like Shonda Rhimes or whatever because the system right. of exploitation is still in place. Like, if, you, if any of these people wanted to actually change anything, then we, we, we would be talking about, you know, how are films financed? How are actors and actresses, uh, how, are, how, how are the guilds actually functioning to, yeah. protect, to protect people who aren't stars? You know, how do we get this sort of, like, crazy Saudi money out of these films because so, mm-hmm. they're just buying these young girls? You know, but no one wants to have those conversations.
3: Yeah, I think also just like the WGA stuff is bringing these issues up as well. I think mm-hmm. workers' yeah. rights across every field is coming up because workers are being exploited in like new ways. New and exciting ways all the time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yes, revolutionary yeah. ways. <laughs> you guys saw
3: those Amazon bots, right? Uh,
0: which ones? Oh, yeah, the, the ones were on Twitter.
3: Bo- if you do like a comment where you oh, say yes. like... Hey, I heard Amazon mistreats their warehouse workers. These bots show up and are like, I am a warehouse worker. Love working at Amazon HQ5PT. And they're Amazing. all like clearly bots, but they have. I'm so excited to see
0: um, all the corporate Democrats get mad at uh, the rise of bots and fake news when it comes to Amazon. Just kidding. That's not yeah, going to happen. You can see the
1: huge outcry in, in Congress over the fact that these corporate bots are. Um, telling me that they aren't killing themselves.
3: <laughs> They're like, sometimes I'm sad, but I still love working at Amazon.
0: Honestly, to follow uh, Marx's advice, or I guess it's not advice, but what's to call it advice. Um, we have to move through capitalism. And so what we need to do is actually hack the bots. Yes. And turn the bots <laughs> back, turn their logic back onto themselves to reveal the
1: contradiction.
3: Oh, yeah. yes. We give the bots consciousness. You're right. Hack mm-hmm. the planet.
1: So to the guy out there that hacked me and showed everyone that fucked up picture of my weird dick, <laughs> you could be doing a social good right now <laughs> instead of a humiliating act upon an innocent man yeah, by hacking these bots. Let's <laughs>
0: hack the bots. Hack the bots also. I'm not a big fan of hashtag slogans because I think they all like sound stupid, except for no Olympics, obviously. But hashtag hack the bots has a really good ring to it, actually. Yeah. They call her hack Mrs. Robot.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it was it has been a pleasure chit-chatting with you guys. Do you have any other insane quick factoids before we sign off here?
2: There's so many things. Uh, I just want
3: to talk about what do you guys think Jelaine ordered at In-N-Out Burger?
0: Okay, so I just want to say I put this on Twitter and I was like, okay, this is staged, super staged. Because there is no way anyone who grew up as a a rich socialite would order, would not order protein style and a shake and Mm. a soda. Like, no, 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 no. Unless she's like- Would um, she just shake and a soda? Which is not a thing. Ridiculous. But I'm sorry. But like, unless she's like emotionally eating or whatever, like she's paleo. They all are. So I don't buy it. Yeah,
2: there's actually, there's a chain restaurant podcast, The Doughboys, and their whole- you know, their weirdos are dissecting this right now based on, you know, packaging. I
3: think she must be a Manchurian candidate because it made me want in and out It totally made me the want in and obviously. out too.
2: <laughs> and their whole Christian, whatever, ideology. No, but it's probably shot on a green screen in North Hollywood.
3: No, I mean, that was the craziest part to me. It was like, she showed up in Universal City, <laughs> which I don't know if... I know. I... If everybody knows, but it's not like a... You know. It's not like a, like a fancy part. It's like, it's exactly like when they... Found Whitey Bulger in Santa Monica because he was like living by the Third Street Promenade. Oh right, he yeah, yeah, know, yeah. He, like, ab- absconded to City Walk, and was like, it's I will so live, weird. It's amongst- like
0: I guess the best way is to hide pl- in plain sight, and so she was probably at like Harry Potter the ride or whatever. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe
2: she's just living there.
3: Yeah.
0: Like,
2: maybe like, she's
3: Dobby um, the house elf.
0: But I'm like so crazy. So I was like, oh my god, what if she like flew into Van Nuys, and the whole- like went directly to this one in and out in Studio City or wherever it was Universal Stu- City.
3: Why does she have the same haircut? That was the thing I could not yeah, believe. She, I was like, she didn't even try to like bleach it or something. Deep
2: fake, deep fake
0: I think it's I think it's totally fake. Also, it's like first of all, she never would have said, "Yeah, you can take my photo." Yeah. Uh, first of all, yeah. first rule of thumb when you're on the lam, no photos. No photos. Second of no all, photos. second of all, like oh. Oh, sure. Take my photo. Here I am, just me, enjoying this book on people who die in the CIA.
2: Yeah. It's like,
0: mm-hmm. no, if, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no.
2: And you don't go to a place like in and out where you're going to wait at least 15 minutes where you going to exactly. hang out waiting for well, your burger. She bird
3: wisely or... went inside, at least. But still, you have to wait, though. I know, I'm you're just, just saying. Right if she's there. in the drive-thru. She would have been there for like thinking? five hours. Yeah, it well, doesn't. I thought maybe
0: she was. It does not add up. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally fake. It's fake news. Fake news media.
2: Or it's taken a year ago.
3: Here's my, my final question for you guys. Do mm. you think if the videotapes, because let's be honest, these guys only have VHS videotapes for sure. Right. Nothing's digital. It's a box of, of cassette tapes for sure. Uh, it's 35 millimeter film. Do you think that if that did come to light and there really was like sex tapes of every powerful person having like an Illuminati orgy on a private island. Yes. Do you think people would think it was real or do you think everybody would just be like it's so, a deep, fake? Oh my god, so this is crazy. So glad you asked.
0: This is really crazy because so um <laughs> the night that Bryce and I were discussing doing this podcast, so basically like the Epstein stuff um was breaking. I was in, we were, I was in my apartment, he was in his apartment, but we were just like texting back and forth like, "What the fuck? Oh my god, this is so crazy." And we fucking <laughs> looked at like, the Twitter account, it wasn't for the trilateral commission. It was for some... It was for... I think it was...
1: Wasn't it for the... Yeah, it was for the trilateral Maybe it was commission? for the trilateral
0: commission. It was super weird. But the pinned... Tweet, i fucking swear to God, this is fucking true. Yeah, it
1: was trilateral commission.
0: The pinned tweet was like, beware of deep fakes. Yeah, and there's been
1: so many stories on deep fakes lately and how they're gonna you can't believe any video you see and all these viral videos of like whatever Rob Reiner turning into a gopher and
0: the Nancy Pelosi (laughs) thing. Nancy Pelosi thing, and that
1: was so pushed so hard. And most people are like, Who gives a fuck? Uh, Uh, I know. It didn't seem
0: that crazy to me anyway. So, but then, so we saw this and we were like, and there was like an article in Wired. There was an article in the New Republic. Like it was just making the rounds, you know? And we were just like, this is going to be it. So if any of this shit comes out, they'll be like, this is a deep fake. Don't believe it. And so this is our job to get it out there. So the sheeple don't eat it up. (laughs) And you know,
3: stay woke. Wake up. Literally yeah.
0: any video you see on the internet is true. Wait,
1: no. <laughs> no wait. Sorry, yeah. this is not liking that answer.
3: true.
0: Uh, I feel like what'll be crazy too is that if that stuff comes to light, it'll be like, we're not going to get any of the good stuff. It'll somehow get cycled out of the news yeah. and then it's just going to live on like weird search result pages of Pornhub. Or like Baidu, like the yeah. Chinese search engine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> on On the plus side, this will keep us like, our, like, micro-generation together for the next couple decades. Absolutely. Yeah, we are bonded forever now. Yeah. yeah,
0: I feel we're like it's it. a real solidarity moment. Yeah, we're trafficking
1: yeah, in history. This is
3: our big chill. Yeah, this
0: this, much, we're the, Yeah, that's show. why you keep calling it oh, Pedophile 9-11.
3: I want to say, actually, my friend Drew, <laughs> Drew Spears, who has a really good podcast with Kate Raft called This Podcast is Self-Care, <laughs> he made an argument that we are the reverse big chill generation because we're the only generation that, like... Started comfortable and then has gotten increasingly more radical <laughs> <laughs> as things fall out from under us. I like that. I like That's good. Like the opposite good. of the big chill trajectory. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. the well, bizarro chill. Sure. Well, it has yeah. been a pleasure. Yep. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, this is so fun. We yeah, should you. have you guys back on to just talk about depraved LA stuff because I got—I'm sure you've got lots of stories and I've yes, got lots. I would of questions. love to hear them. Um, well, yeah,
2: we have a yeah, bunch yeah. of weird shit in our bag. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you're ever down here, let us know.
0: Um, before yeah, we say goodbye, do you guys have anything to plug that you want to plug really quick?
3: Just uh, check me out on my podcast, Night Call. It's me and Emily Yoshida and Tess Lynch, and we talk a lot of conspiracy-adjacent stuff. We're definitely four listeners of True Not, and On. Check out Night Call. yeah perfect. And, uh,
2: check out Night Call. Check out nolympicsla.com on Twitter. One thing I forgot to mention is that right when... The first, quote, suicide attempt from um, Epstein happened a couple weeks ago. Casey Wasserman locked up all of his social media and deleted all of his tweets at the same exact time. How curious. So I think everyone should go shout him out online.
0: Yeah, shout yeah. out Casey Wasserman. We need to get our little our little soldiers on Casey Wasserman. Yeah,
1: Casey, you are about to change your avatar to black and post a pastebin apology within minutes <laughs> once our people get at yeah. you.
0: Casey Wasserman's about to be Lana yeah. Del Raytheon. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly. The original trafficker. <laughs> uh,
0: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. That's wow. deep, That's a deep cut. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs> So, the entire world is run by sickos.
1: Uh, I gotta... Alright, so... I've had a gun in my mouth for the past 15 minutes. (laughs) I've been standing on top of young Chomsky's computer console, decked out with six monitors while he plays Fortnite while he records us. (laughs) Uh, Liz has talked me down from there. The gun is safely ensconced in my pants. And um, I'd like to thank you for saving me from killing myself. That's what
0: I'm here for, baby.
1: Yeah. And I would also like to thank the listeners um, for listening to that fucking sick-ass interview.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, I uh, guess that, that's it for this week.
1: Yes. We gotta be a little stronger than that.
0: Oh. <laughs> Say it again. Yeah, I guess that's it for this week. That, you guessed correctly,
1: uh, <laughs> mon chéri. Uh, yeah, we like, that. that's a little French for my cherry. Uh, <laughs> we, we like to uh, extend our warmest heartfelt thanks to our subscribers for listening to this episode. Is this a... F- Free one or subscriber? No,
0: subscriber.
1: Oh, uh, we would so they yes, it is subscriber. Yeah. Yes. So we would like to definitely thank you and only you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> Everybody who hasn't heard it, and if you are bootlegging this, I swear to God, I know your fucking ISP. ISP or IP. IP or ISP? IP address. I know your IP address. <laughs> and I will come and fucking suck you off.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Later.
2: Jeffrey for
3: sure. for for